recording live from Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is The Journey On Up, presented by State Street Title, a podcast with the market's leading real estate professionals for real estate professionals. I am your host, James Nichols. Welcome to The Journey On Up. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Journey On Up, presented by State Street Title. My name is James Nichols, and I am the Ann Arbor title guy. Today we have legendary productivity coach Kelly O'Leary uh, with Keller Williams in Ann Arbor. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to be here, especially since I'm legendary now. The legendary, the productivity coach in the Ann Arbor area. That's true. Um, so, Kelly, let me ask you something here, man. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I grew up in New Jersey, actually, um, but I try not to tell too many people that. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, see, um, I claim to be from uh, the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, we're, uh, it's a fun city, and it's a good place to be. So, yeah. so when, and when did you move to Louisiana or New Orleans? I moved to New Orleans for school. I went to college down there. I went to Loyola University, New Orleans. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you're going... At 17, and they tell you you get a week off for Mardi Gras and a week off for spring break. You don't really ask too many more questions. Wow. Um, wow. I didn't know that, that was a, a prerequisite there. Yeah. For, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it was I've chosen the wrong school. Um, but it was a great school. I had tons of fun. I was an economics major there, uh, graduated, and then went on to uh, work in hospitality management. So I lived in Shanghai, China for about six months while I, I was there. Yeah. I was running a bar and uh, a rooftop bar at a, at a hotel right there on the Bund. Um, right across from that Oriental Pearl Tower. We had a great view of that. It was pretty wow. cool. Yeah, it was fun, fun. Um, so then after after I did that uh, trainee program, I went back to New Orleans and managed a small bar called Pat O'Brien's right there on Bourbon Street and uh, St. Peter's, which is uh, a massive establishment and tons <laughs> of fun. Um, if you're ever in New Orleans, go to Pat O'Brien's and don't tell them Kelly sent you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. So you've been in and around the bar industry since college. Probably before college, I managed a, a, a restaurant while I was in while I was in college, and Jeez. I, was, I probably did about probably about twelve years in hospitality. Wow! All said and done, yeah, I started as a busboy when I was uh, in eighth grade. It was really funny. I came home from uh, you know I rode my bike to and from school, and I came home and uh, rode my bike home, and I go, Mom, I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I don't think that's legal, but okay. Hey, a little under <laughs> and that the table was the last action. time I was unemployed. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Yeah. So obviously, do you think that the experience in the hospitality business has set you up for success in the real estate industry? Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, the customer service aspect of it is huge, uh, obviously, being yeah. in hospitality. That's the name of the game. Also, though, I think the uh, systems... And the systems and models aspect that I learned at Pat O'Brien's really were a huge leg up when it came to implementing systems and models into my real estate business. Um, it's, you know, if you ever get a chance to sit, and I, I've never seen another bar that does this, so that's why I just talk about Pato's all the time. But <laughs> if you ever get a chance to sit at the patio bar there, um, it's a bar that's probably length, like width wise, is I'm going to say eight feet. Wow. probably wide and there's five bartenders behind there and none of them move their feet and uh it's really interesting to see how if i'm ordering a bar ordering a bud light from the guy all the way to the left but the bud lights in the cooler all the way to the right the guy five bartenders over just starts handing it down right and i never even talked to him but he heard me order right and they have a system for that and then there's a guy, just one guy that all he does is just mix all the drinks for all the other four bartenders wow um and it's Stations. it's a system it's a 
station system and uh, zone defense. You know, each, exactly, yeah. And each person has their own responsibilities, both in front of them and behind them. Right. One guy is just as like there's a guy that's in charge of doing the register, and they just pass money back and forth, and whole thing work. Um, but it was really cool to see a system. And each and every one of their bars has that same system in place, um, just in the way that they order the drinks, in the language they use, uh, you know, is not something that's normal at every bar. Yeah. But if you're at work at Pat O'Brien's, anyone who's worked at Pat O'Brien's can speak that same language and then they'll hear it years and years later, like I do, and they'll go, oh, I know what that means. And, and that's just, hilarious. You know, it's just a great, it's a great to kind of be in that environment where it's one language one system and then to be able to transition into a real estate company that's one language one system is uh it's pretty cool so talk about that a little bit how did you get into the real estate industry then yeah um so my uh, very good friend jeffrey dusan actually at the time was not in the real estate industry but his family was uh working for keller williams down in new orleans and i was talking to him i was like you know i just i feel like the bar life is fun up until it's not. And um, getting home at seven in the morning is probably not always a good idea. It's <laughs> I was not just healthy. saying, in New Orleans, it's a whole different schedule. It is. It is. Um, and so I wanted to transition into a more of a daytime job and, and be able to do something that I, I still enjoy. Um, at that point in time, I had already bought my first house, so uh, which was an investment property. And I was able to rent it out and do a few different things with it. Um, and so I just wanted to learn more about the real estate industry. So... He linked me up with his family, and uh, and I ended up working with them for for a little while, and I really enjoyed it. I had a great time, you know, selling real estate. It was fun. So, how long did you sell real estate before you became a productivity coach? Uh, I was licensed in Louisiana for about four years before I came became a coach down there. Um, and while I was uh, coaching down there, I was also still selling real estate. Okay, and I probably coached there for a, just under a year. So, what does a productivity coach do for the agents? Um, that you that you help coach? Yeah, um, a productivity coach is a little different than uh, your typical coach. Uh, in our world, it's kind of the first coach you get when you just get into the business, right? Um, so for us, uh, productivity coach, a big thing is accountability, uh, holding the agents accountable. But before we even get into that, it's what do we hold them accountable for, right? Mm -hmm. So goal setting, we'll work on goal setting first, you know, understanding, okay, you said your goal was to make $100,000 in your first year in real estate. That's great. What's important about that $100,000? What's the big why yeah. behind getting you into real estate, behind getting you into Keller Williams, behind making the money that you want to make? You know, um, money's good for the good it can do, right? A lot of people say, oh, money's bad, money's bad. No, money's good for the good it can do. Um, what is that good for you? You know, if it's, I want to be able to take my kids to Disneyland. Okay, that's cool. I'm down with that. You want to talk about a great accountability partner? Tell your six-year-old that if mommy or daddy does everything they're supposed to do, <laughs> that you get to go to Disneyland. I bet you that accountability partner is going to be asking you, did you do what Every you're supposed day. to do today? Every yeah. day. Um, but it could be, you know, bigger than that. I want to take care of my parents because they're mm -hmm. getting older and, you know, they're not able to take care of themselves. Or, uh you know, I want to put my kids through school mm -hmm. so that they're debt free and they don't have student loans when they get out. You know, there's a lot of different things that I hear. And, um, you know, your big why can be different from everyone and will be different from everyone else's. At the end of the day, it's just like, OK, this is your big why. Let's figure out how we can plug that into getting you into the mm -hmm. activities that you need to do, because at the end of the day, we want to do dollar productive activities. Yeah. If we spent six months designing the perfect business card. 
we did a lot of nothing for six months. You know, I want you to start. Yeah. Well, I want (laughs) you to start talking to people and getting Mm -hmm. their information. Right. Um, you know, Gary Keller, the CEO and founder of, uh, of, uh, Keller Williams, he never carried business cards. Right. So, um, that's a little tangent there, but you know, I want to, my job is to help get people into the activity of selling real estate, okay, not into the theology of it. What would you say to somebody, for instance, a new agent or somebody who's young like myself and getting into real estate and doesn't have a big why or doesn't know their big why? What's yeah. another way to hold yourself accountable or motivate yourself to be accountable for your, for yourself? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you can have a lot of little whys. Maybe okay. your, your big why doesn't necessarily need to be put my kids through college. That's a massive why. Yeah. Maybe it's just, hey, I want to go to Europe next summer, right? Or, hey, I want to go and be able to, you know, I have one one kid just signed up into our coaching program and he just wants to learn about real estate because he wants to be able to go and travel Europe for three months. That's right? awesome. And that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. his next little, little okay. jaunt, right? Or it could just be, I want to be able to provide extra income for my family so they can take that and turn it into investment property or something like that. These There can be little whys, you know, um, and that's fine as long as it's a m- motivating, powerful enough, motivation mm-hmm. that's powerful enough to pull you into the activity, mm-hmm. right? Which is where my job comes in is pulling you into the activity. Okay, so the agent, you meet with an agent the first time. They give you an understanding of why they're doing this mm-hmm. and why they want that goal. Yeah. What's next? So after that, uh, this is the goal. Now let's break it down. What does that goal look like? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we're lucky enough to have the CGI calculator that helps us break that goal down. Um, so if I know that if I want to get $100,000 based on this price point and these expenses and uh, this commission rate, then I know I need to have this many appointments a month, right? wow. whatever that X number is. Mm-hmm. Um, typically for $100,000, it's actually two appointments a month, two listing appointments a month. So it sounds a lot easier. Yeah. And then you're sitting there going, well, how do I do that? Well, that's when we come into the third phase, which is, okay, what does it take to get into that listing appointment? Yeah. You know? How many calls? Um, you know, go knock on 200 doors a week, hold two open houses a uh, a week and you'll be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in uh, Bold, there's, uh, you know, we have that Bold uh, coaching program from Maps Coaching that, you know, you do 100 contacts a week, 100 conversations about real estate a week. Wow. So. That's 20 a day, if you're five days a week, but still, yeah. no matter what, you can always find an opportunity to have a conversation about real estate if you're looking for it. Absolutely, if you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. If, you're tra- if you trained your mind and created the habit of having that conversation. How do you, how do you train, what, do you, what would you tell agents or give, what advice would you give to agents who are having trouble training their mind or looking for those opportunities? What would you tell them? Practice your scripts. Okay. Practice your scripts until, so there's memorizing, you want to memorize the script. So if uh, you get a script, then and I use the bold scripts because I feel like they always worked well for me. Yeah. So Fair enough. If, if I can get it, <laughs> anyone can get it. <laughs> um, and we're really lucky to have those from Diana. So that's awesome. Um, practice the script. Get it to where. And what I did is I walked around uh, my living room just saying the script over and over and over and over again until I... I memorized it until the point where I internalized it to where then I can just turn around and goes, Oh yeah. So who do you know that wants to buy a home, sell a home or invest in real estate that I can call today? You know? Um, and I'm just saying that normally, yeah. like it could just flow. What's that? It's an org- It just flows organically. It flows organically out. You know, um, I was, 
I was sitting, I was just recently on vacation. I was talking to someone who's getting ready to sell their house themselves. And mm-hmm. I, and I just flowed into the, to the <laughs> FISBO script and you know, it was pretty funny. I, I'm not even licensed in that state. And they were like, Oh, maybe you're right. I should hire a real estate agent. I'm like, you know what? I got a great guy. That would be perfect <laughs> for you. And I was able to refer them over That's to, awesome. uh, to the guy that works my leads in that, in that state. Um, so it was, you know, it was good to be home. <laughs> to <do laughs> I love that. that. So yeah. So, but uh, practice your scripts. If you want to train your mind into having those conversations, until seeking those opportunities, first you got to be comfortable with what you're going to be able to say. It's true. And practice your scripts. Now practice you said you were the one scripts. that just would walk around your neighbor, or sorry, your neighborhood. You walk around your living room, just keep repeating it, repeating it. For me, I like to just sit in the mirror. I yeah, like to look in the mirror. Yeah. I like to practice my scripts. I like to smile. Because I always, yeah. I've always heard from all the, the best salespeople or real estate professionals that when you make your phone calls and you have a mirror that you're looking at, you always are able to smile oh, and yeah. you can hear that smile through the phone. And it oh, creates yeah. more opportunities to have those scripts or to put those scripts into place yeah. on that phone call. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you definitely want to smile. Another thing that a friend, a friend of mine uh, in New Orleans did is he had... he. <laughs> He had a picture of a cheetah and a picture of a sloth that would be like right on either side of the mirror because he did the mirror thing like you do. Okay. And um, and he, I was like, why do you have a picture of a sloth at your desk? Like, what's going on? And he said, you know, it's because if I answer the phone, if I talk uh, and I'm talking to somebody who's going, hey, how are you? And I go, hey, yeah, I'm great. This is Kelly O'Leary with Carol Williams. How's it going? <laughs> you know, that's going to freak somebody out. Freak me out and, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so um, what he did is he would always like, okay, how they answer the phone, that's what that's the picture I look at, right? So he would, the sloth would slow him, slow his speech down and the cheetah would pick it up, right? So, uh, you know, it's always about mirror matching the other side. Oh, yeah. I mean, people thought he was weird, but I got it after hey, that. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, he's successful because he does it, isn't he? he can oh, be yeah. Weird, I know? mean, you, you want to talk about someone who's on the phones. This guy, David Ernst in uh, New Orleans, is on the phones all the time. So who does he call? Does he just the, the leads that are in his database? Uh, he calls his database. He calls expireds. He calls FISBOs. One time I, uh, when I just moved up here, I was selling my house in New Orleans and... Uh, <laughs> And it, it, we took it off the market, so it was withdrawn. He called me. <laughs> I was like, no, man, we decided not to sell. But you know what? I really appreciate you calling me. Respect. So was, yeah, Respect. I was like, he goes, all right, so how's everything else going? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't work in that office anymore. That's <laughs> funny. So that actually brings up a good point, though. When agents don't know what to say or who to call, right? They're sitting there. I've got my database. I've got my business cards. I just got my business started. Everything's kind of ready to go. Now what? Who, what would you say right away the first people to call are? Your database. Okay. Um, you got to start with that sphere of influence, right? At the end of the day, your business is your database. Uh, have you ever gone to a doctor's office and the you turned out you had a different doctor? Yeah. You didn't even know it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That doctor decided to retire to Florida and they sold their business. Well, the business wasn't the exam tables and the stethoscope and whatever else. It was their database. It yeah. was you. Yeah. They sold you. They bought the clients. Um, they bought the contact information. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing in real estate, right? Your business is not your cell phone and your laptop and the MLS. Your business is your database. So that's the most important thing in your real Build estate business. Build that up as quickly okay. as possible. We were just at Family Reunion and they're coming out with all of this great technology. The whole reason behind it is because Gary Keller and Josh Teams, they recognize that there are companies out there that are 
gunning for real estate agents and the way they're going to get them is through their database so they're building all this technology to protect your database and because that's your business yeah it's everything it's that's everything get your database as big as possible Mm -hmm. tony DeSella stood on stage at a breakout session i was at for productivity coaches and he said you have one job as a productivity coach and that's get every single person in your in your um, coaching program to have a thousand people in their database. A thousand people. A thousand people in their database. It's not if, that many people. It's not. When you really think about it, it's not. Um, actually, you know, since we're talking about database and people are probably gonna go, ah, that's a crazy number. Um, do, you, do you have your phone? My phone is recording live, but oh, Ryan yeah, has his phone. Your phone's recording live. Well, I'll get my phone, hold on. Ryan's got his phone here. Yeah. So. Let's see how many people. So you say pull up. So let's. Uh, do this, and if you're watching at home, you should do it too, or listening. Go to your contacts app in your phone and just scroll all the way to the bottom. I'll just keep going. Right, you don't have that many people in your phone. <laughs> so at the bottom there is gonna be a number that'll tell you how many contacts you have in your in your phone, just in your phone, wow. right? 1700 so, for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm six shy of 1700. So if I don't have your number in my phone, shoot me a text so I can get to 1700 because <laughs> it's driving me nuts. It's been there for like a week. Um, what was your, what was, what Ryan's was your is uh, 294. 294. But that's a reasonable starting point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, two, that's 300 people right there that you can call. Yeah, it's 300 people right there. Let's say, oh, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not calling them. They're, I don't want to talk to them. They're in my phone because I don't want to answer that phone call, right? <laughs> um, that's fine. Your majority of those people, you're going to be willing to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so start with your database. Start building that database now as quickly as possible because it's your business. And the once because once they're in someone else's database, it's going to be really, really hard to get them to get into your database. So what are some hacks that agents can do today besides the phone that putting your contacts in just to grow your database? Uh, what are some other ways to just be able to grab information and just stuff it into your database? I mean, check out Facebook. Okay. Like uh, we have a lot of agents that are taken from fa- their Facebook contacts, right? Uh, it's a great way to reach out to those people on Facebook. And I'm not saying make a post and just hope and pray that someone likes it or comments and gives you the information, right? But f- actually reach out to those people and say, hey, you know, uh, I'm starting my career in real estate and I really was thinking about people that could help me grow my business. And your name came up because I was scrolling through and it looks like you're really doing a lot of stuff with bakeries i don't know um i was just curious could you send could you could i have your information because i'd love to be able to send you some information from time to time about the real estate industry in your area it's a quick easy script you can type it you could it's not invasive it's not evasive it's easy i mean it's a it's something that we should all be doing anyway right no you're exactly right and this database is the most important thing absolutely having 100 percent there's many people we don't allow database. people to join our company anymore unless they have a minimum of 100 people in their database really yep i mean that's important obviously ryan here who doesn't sell real estate has 300 in his database so he's good to go yeah he just needs to get a license it's triple <laughs> um <laughs> and so, you'd be amazed uh sorry no, you'd ahead. be amazed how easy it is to th- to think of people outside of your phone like another exercise i have that i i've borrowed from uh the bold training course is you know uh they call it the yellow pages exercise which you know probably isn't an apt name now because we have google uh, <laughs> but basically it's go through the alphabet and think of uh what what's a profession that begins with a advertising advertising do you know someone who works in advertising yes 
Are they in your database? No. Okay, put them in your database. Move on. B. Bakeries. Bakeries. Do you know someone who works at a bakery? No, but I know an agent whose mom owns a bakery. That's true. We do know an agent whose mom owns a bakery. Well, now let's find someone who works in the bakery and put them in our database, wow. right? So then C, construction All the worker. way to A through Z. Then. All the way A through wow. Z, yeah. Well, that is Super a nice easy. little hack. Okay. Yeah, it's easy. Wow. All right, so let's let's kind of take it back. Let's go towards a little bit about you and your real estate career before oh boy. you became a productivity coach. Do we have to? I think we have to. Uh, it is my show. I do run the shots here. Um, but let's talk about what are some success stories you had as an agent that you would like to share to other agents before you were. Um, success stories? Uh, <laughs> I've got more terrifying stories than anything else. Well, that's the next question, so well, save it for later. I feel like that's a good way to start there and then work up. Um, Sorry, let's go with that then. Okay, uh, so it was a real struggle for me in the beginning. Um, I didn't have the training that we have now at KW. Um, I was at a Kayla Williams office, but it was a little different. And so I, it was kind of trial by fire, mm-hmm. really. And so that kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it was... It was really hard for me to get rock and rolling. Um, and then fast forward a couple of rough years later, I, uh, I took this, I took bold for the second time with, uh, Pat Mancuso and I was, <laughs> my group decided that I was going to be the team captain of bold. And I looked around and I was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> Cause also at my team, at my table was the guy who's runs the largest team in our region. And, uh, he's selling, he's doing 72 million wow. this year. So I was like, uh, what I'm going to be in charge of that. Okay. Um, and so sink or swim. Yeah, it was definitely a sink or swim time, but I tell you what, he, he was my scripts partner. Okay. Lewis Williams. And he, revolutionized the script script world for me really? um, which was really cool but so anyway uh one interesting thing is when you take bold there's a uh, there's a line in the listing presentation that says you know most of the time people tell me that they're not prepared to list with me because they're interviewing other agents and they just don't want to waste the, the other agent's time I've done this for other clients and I'm happy to do it for you. I'll call that agent and let them know that you've decided to list with me because that'll save that agent time and also I'll let them know that if they have any buyers, we'd be happy to work with them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, that's um, still, that's feeding the pot. Yeah, still feeding the pot. And you know, you really never wanna be the agent that gets that phone call. Yeah. But I got that phone call from another member of my team. No, that's... <laughs> I set up a listing appointment with a FISBO and, uh, and she ended up, uh, she ended up going out there and listing the house and beat me to it by like an hour, I guess. Um, Gotta be quicker. Yeah, apparently I just, I, I called at nine instead of eight. She beat me to it. So, you know, start calling earlier. Um, so anyway, I got that call and I was just like, oh man, I was like, I was really upset. But then like six months later, I saw her at another training event and she was like, you are so lucky you didn't get that list. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> the universe um, worked out. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Um, so the universe worked out. But then it, also from that same bold, I was I listed uh, two or three FISBOs that, that in that six weeks. That And one of them, I, I priced it right. It sold for $5,000 over asking and it was under contract in less than 24 hours, which was really good because it was like an hour and a half away from me and I didn't want to have to drive out there all that much. But then I, yeah. And I took that open house that I had and turned it into two or three more buyers too. So I guess that's my success story. Love that. Okay. Fizzbos. 
Fizzbos. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. For those that don't know, it's for sale by owner. That is true. And 90% of the for sale by owners that list their house by themselves end up using an agent. Yeah. And it's usually the first agent that they have a conversation with. Yeah. And the one that follows up with them the most. That is correct. Now, don't be like Kelly and wait until 9 o'clock to call. No. Get up earlier. Yeah. You got to get up <laughs> earlier. I apparently did not get up early that day. What do you do outside of real estate? Oh, uh, I am on the board of directors for the Ann Arbor JCs here in Ann Arbor, which is a great organization that uh, does some volunteer work and some social work and develops personal and professional skills. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun group of people. I met some of my best friends there. Nice. Um, and then outside of that, I perform. I am an improviser. Uh, I take improv classes over at Pointless Brewery and Theater. And uh, It's a brewery and theater? Yes, brewery and theater. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a good spot. They brew some amazing beers. Jason is the brewmaster, and uh, he's does he he's, perform as well? Yeah, he's an, he's one of the better. Yeah, he coaches the the big team, um, the league of pointless improvisers, and uh, it's just a fun place to go. And I I bartend a little bit there too because okay. I just can't. You I just it. have that itch and I can't get it out of me. That's so fun. Um, but it's so much fun, and it's a great place. There's great people. Yeah, improv is just a fun art to especially for what we do uh, in sales. There's so much of what we do. We have to kind of be able to think on your feet, think on your feet and kind of do a little, um, little movement. If you can be entertaining and quick on your feet, that's a good combination. Yeah, absolutely. See, I think I'm entertaining to myself, but then my girlfriend tells me all the time that I am very wrong. I think she's lying to you. (laughs) I appreciate that. That make me blush. I try. Um, So what advice can you give to new agents or people who are looking to get into the real estate industry that are not in there yet? They're thinking about it. They're contemplating it. What would you say to them to get them to take that leap? Uh, to get into it? Correct. Just so uh, considering just it. do it, like Nike it. Um, okay. I would say, no, but in all seriousness, if you're even considering getting into real estate, do some re- like go meet an agent and find out what it's like right um go to a career night our office we've career nights twice a month um they're they're called how to how to make a hundred thousand dollars in real estate you know um learn about the industry that you're getting into have an honest look like it's look a lot of people get into real estate because they watch hgtv <laughs> and i'm gonna be honest with you if I could make every transaction happen in 45 minutes, that would be amazing. Um, but that's not the case. That's yeah. not reality. It's a right? TV show. It's a TV show. Uh, so I would say know what you're getting into. Go to career night. Meet agents. Talk to them. Ask them what's going on. But bef- even while you're doing all that, start building your database. Every agent that I meet at, a, at our career night, I tell or a potential agent, I tell, start building your database now. Because at, um, Pat Dom, who's in our office, tells this story about how when he was starting out, he would just have a piece of paper in the car and he'd see a park and that's where he played softball. And he played softball with Jimmy and he wrote down Jimmy's name because he hasn't talked to Jimmy in forever. Then he went and found out Jimmy still lives in the same house and then talked to him and reached out and built that relationship. Like he just had it. Just building relationships yeah, one at a time. just building relationships one at a time. But he just had that notepad with him, right? That's crazy. Like, just start putting that list together. And I'm not saying you need every, you don't need every information piece of information from these people, right? If you just have their name, first name, last name, we can figure out the rest, Yeah. right? Um, there's Facebook now. Social media is crazy. Social media is great for that. Um, you can find cell phone numbers pretty easily now, email addresses, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, yeah. Start yeah. building your database. Data, so... 
most of the questions I've asked you so far have been about the database. Yeah. So, I obviously being uh, um, somebody who is not in the real estate industry but works around it the entire time, um, database for all sales is key. Now. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to the agents who have been in the industry for a while? They have that database developed. It's pretty strong. There's over a thousand. However, they're having trouble breaking through that ceiling of ceiling of what? Let's say, for instance, we have an agent. They've been in the industry seven years. They've not grown their business more than one or two percent per year. They're hitting a ceiling. They don't know what it is. I'd look go back to your. Um it's, it's a real estate agent? Yes. Yeah, I would go back to the Red Book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller and Jay Pabasan. Um, uh, and read it again. Um, Gary says you should read it 10 times. So follow the models, right? Let's look at, okay, you have your database of over 1,000 people and you're not getting a 10% return. Then that means we're not touching the database enough. Because we know based on the research that Gary and Jay did is that if you, you're gonna get a 10% return if you touch those people 36 times a year, right? So three times a month. When I say touch, I mean reach out to, send them a text message, an email, call them four times a year, invite them to a client appreciation event. Um, you wanna set up those touch systems as quickly as possible because once you have that system in play, again, it goes back to Pato's and the bartending. Once they have that system in place, everybody can fold into it, right? You just plug people in and they're good to go. Um, and you can handle the volume, right? Um, so you want to set up those systems as quickly as possible. 36 touches a year. 36 touches a year. And that could yeah. be anything. And a lot of times agents don't think about it, but reaching out to people on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on, on Instagram, yeah. if you want a relationship for life, you need to be in their life. If you want a client for life, yeah. you need to make sure that relationship's there. Absolutely. One of the biggest quotes that I ever got that I always resonate with is if you want a $50,000 relationship, or if, I'm sorry, a $50,000 sale, you need to make a $50,000 relationship. And a lot of the agents think that if I put on Facebook or say, hey, I'm an agent, call me, th their phone's gonna ring. No, yeah. That was me for Three way years. too long. <laughs> Um, it's so funny you talk about that uh, relationship for life thing. Mm -hmm. I was just at uh, Mardi Gras and I ride every year in Endymion, one of the bigger parades, the biggest parade on Saturday night. And um, every year, I think I, I sold these people a house. This is the first house I ever sold was to, to this couple. And every year they come and find me on the parade route somewhere. And this year, it just happened that I was standing there and looked down and I saw him just standing right there. And I was able to give him all these cool trinkets and fun stuff. And, um, and you know, we get like 30 seconds to have a quick conversation, but then we're texting and all this stuff for the rest of the, the rest of the weekend. And it's just cool because that was the first house I ever sold. And they're still, they still think of me when they think of real estate. That's right? awesome. I still get, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this with our house and they still want, what do you think about this and all this stuff? So it's pretty cool to have that relationship with some of my past clients. That, that is awesome. Even though I haven't sold a house in over a year, so. They still come to you though. Yeah. You're that expert. Yeah, yeah. I haven't sold them a house in six years. <laughs> so. Um how do you I hold? Think your, they just want cool stuff at Mardi Gras, but hey, you know you gotta leverage the relationships to get what you want. There you go. There how do you, you keep? Go. How do you keep yourself accountable? I don't. Um, I find that keeping yourself accountable never works. Uh, here's let me give you an example. I heard this from somebody at a training once. If uh, if your accountability partner is yourself, and you're you're they're holding you, and you are holding yourself accountable to waking up and going to the gym. Well, if the alarm goes off at four o'clock in the morning and you hit the snooze button, what's your accountability partner doing? 
Snoozing. Snoozing, too, right? So you, I'm a big believer in you can't hold yourself accountable. It's fair. You have to get somebody else to do it. Okay. Um, I find having different people hold me accountable for different things works best because if I have the same person holding me accountable to the same to everything mm-hmm. i'm gonna really start to resent that person a little bit so i get that you know yeah. that's what parents are for i mean uh, <laughs> no um no that makes sense that's a good point as far as having different people being accountable hoping holding you accountable for different things because yep. it's not their job to keep you accountable for every single thing that you, no. that's up to you yeah. but having those different people i think that's smart i never realized yeah. that absolutely and i i would say one of the best ways to get somebody to hold you accountable is get a coach okay whether it's in business in your health in your personal life whatever it is get a coach there's have, tons of of great results have come from coaching and i'm a and prime example of one the the results come from the accountability that the coach brings you. It's being accountable for the actions, giving you the tools to overcome some of those ceilings that you set for yourself or those, those beliefs the, that you yeah, set for yourself. Absolutely. Um, the great thing that coaches can do and that good coaches are trained to do really well is to ask the questions. It's every conversation you have is a, is a coaching conversation, whether it's with a potential buyer, a potential seller, or a coaching client, right? It's all about asking questions. They want to ask the questions to help you to get to self-discover where you need to improve. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the best coaches don't have to teach you anything; they just have to ask the right questions. Yeah, like I, I had a coach for two years, and rarely did she tell me anything. Like I think if you had a stopwatch, like one of those chess timers, and hit the amount of time that she told me something versus the amount of time that she was asking me questions, dramatically more on the question wow. side, um, which is good. So you had a coach before? You value that a lot? Oh, I've I think you, yes, I value coaching a lot i have multiple coaches um i have coaches for all different parts of my life um some of them are yes my mother and (laughs) it's so my mom is an executive coach for um for a company called aubergine partners oh and uh so growing up with a coach is fun you were born in the business (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's really great when you just like call to tell your mom something you're like and she goes well what's another way you can look at that and it's like ah mom i just want to have a i just want you to be my mom for once i can't tell you how many times i start a conversation with i need you to be my mom not my coach and uh (laughs) and she goes okay (laughs) and it it works but it's 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 pretty funny good to have that Um, relationship yeah yeah it is that is i didn't i never knew that yeah Oh, man. Um, well, let me ask you this then. What do you think the difference is between coaching and training? Then A lot of agents are always asking, I need training, I need training, or I need coaching. What are the differences? Because there's so much opportunities out there for both. Yeah. Um, you know, we have this uh, chart and all the and all the uh, training courses that we do at Keller Williams. There's like a chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's the explorer, the person who really wants to be in the training class and absorb all the information. Then there's the vacationer, the person who's in the training class because if I go to a day of training, it counts as work, but I don't actually have to work, right? <laughs> um, and then there's the prisoner who's there because their productivity coach, i.e. me, told them if you're not here, I'm going to hurt you. Um, so. <laughs> I don't one way to people, motivate. I promise. Uh, I'm going to make you wear a funny costume. That's Love definitely it. true. <laughs> Adam Donlin, I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> and so those are the three different types of trainers. Well, or types of students in the training classes. And so the, at the end of the day, 
they're all they're all really the vacationer, right? Um, they're all in training because they're there. Now, if they're truly the explorer, they're gonna implement something. Because mm-hmm. training without implementation is just entertainment. Yeah. Right? I can get up here and do a song and dance and wear a funny hat and funny costume, and that's fine. Um, but coaching, what coaching does is takes what you learn in the training and holds you accountable to implementing it. Gives you the systems to implement. Yeah. So provides the tools. Exactly. And has someone that's holding you accountable and has this the tools to hold you accountable to making sure that you're implementing whether whatever it is you learned in your training. If you come to a class where I tell you to put a thousand people in your database, but then you never have to talk to me about whether or not you actually did put a thousand people in your database. It's counterproductive. Are you gonna I mean, what are the odds you actually get a thousand people into your database? Slim. Yeah. Slim. Now, what are some tools that you use to keep people to keep agents accountable, or to even keep yourself accountable? Yeah, I use um, I use the four one one tool, which is a, a tool we have at Keller Williams that's great for mapping out. This is my yearly goal, my monthly goal, and then these are what I have to accomplish. Big rocks, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a to do list. Your four one one is not a to do list. Your four one one is I have to get these things done, or nothing else matters, right? Um, I have to get my lead generation done. If I don't lead generate, I know it's a nasty word, nobody likes it. If I don't lead generate, then nothing else matters, mm-hmm. right? Um, excuse me, uh, I don't practice my scripts, I'm not gonna get comfortable having those conversations, I'm less likely to really lead generate. Yeah, it's all a, uh, it all kind of coincides with each other. Yeah, the other tool that I really like for agents is the pipeline tool from uh, the Career Growth Initiative. I love that tool. I use that tool with every agent all day long. That's um, basically, it's, it's your pipeline of business, right? If we sat down and you said, I wanna make $100,000, and I said, you have to have two appointments a month, then great, and you have to take two listings a month, awesome. Then we can look at your pipeline and see, see the listings that you have coming soon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're ranked. So the 10 through five, basically. 10, they're gonna list in the next 30 days. Nine, next 60 days. Eight, next 90 days, and okay. so on, right? So if we look at your pipeline and you said, I have to take two listings a month, but you only have one 10, but you have three nines. All right, James, what do we have to do to get one of these nines to move up to a 10? Wow. Right? What's it gonna, tell me the story behind these people. What are some questions, what are some other questions we could ask? to get them to move up. So it's just looking at what you've got in the pipeline and seeing how we can expedite some of these things yeah. to hit our goals. Absolutely. It's, Once, and having that thousand square foot view when you look at that pipeline gives you so much more leverage on what to do next. Yeah. That's awesome, I never I never knew that that was a tool. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Um, the career growth initiative tools are really amazing. I gotta look those up. Yeah, play around I with them. encourage everybody to look those up as well. Yeah, on KW Connect under growth, click on career growth initiative and just watch everything. So we talk about lead gen. I always get a question, I always get questions from agents. Doesn't matter if they're you know super mega agents or if they have first time agents that haven't even been on an appointment yet. They're always talking about lead generation and how they can capture more leads. Do you have any advice on how agents should be able to capture more leads or continue besides growing the database what else can agents do to really try to get those leads in so um i'm a consistency at the end of the day it comes down to consistency i can't tell you how many people come into my office and are like well i did an open house once like six years ago oh that's great yeah I bet you have two people there. Like, um, be consistent uh, in your lead generation activity, right? If it's open houses, 
do an open house every week. Also, if it's open houses, what's your lead generation plan for getting people to your open house? Yeah. Because if just putting a sign in the yard and putting balloons out and standing there going, that's an open house, is not going to do it, right? Um, post it on social media. Go door knock the neighborhood two, three times before the open house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be consistent in that. If you're doing open houses, do open houses every week. If you're doing cold calls, which... I think three people I know like that. Um, <laughs> do cold calls all the time, yeah. right? Be consistent with the time of day that you're doing it. Time block it. Time block it out. That's extremely important. Like Protect that time. Protect that time. If I'm calling from 9 to 12, nothing else happens in my life, right? Um, if people need to get a hold of me, it better be an emergency. And if the building's on fire, they should call the fire department first. Then let me know. Yeah. Hey, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. I love that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that we have a lot of valuable information here sure? for the agents to really, I think, learn from and implement today. Good, good. I'm going to give you 60 seconds of open mic time. What do you feel our listeners should know about you, what you do, what advice you can give, anything? Yeah. Um, my advice is is basically this, guys. I Figure out what you really want out of life and then go get it. When I say go get it, come up with a plan. If you need help coming up with a plan, let me know. I'm here to help. Um, Get a coach. If it's me, great. If it's another coach, make sure that they know what they're doing and get a coach. Mm at the end of the day, it's about coming up come up with a plan for what you want out of life, and I'm here to help change the world. That's what I want to do. Uh, I was just at a, another breakout session at Family Reunion. Diana Kokoska stood up there and said, I'm here to change the world. Who's with me? You know what? I'm with her. Let's do it. Let's yeah. change the world. Uh, my purpose here is to help agents achieve and succeed and surpass their goals, right? I want to see you guys get further and further ahead than ever before, than you could ever imagine. Because at that point, then you're being successful and then I've done my job, which has helped make you successful. So my best advice is come up with what you want out of life. Let's sit down, talk about it. And you know what? Come up with a plan and then just execute the plan. I love it. Makes me want to run through a wall for you. There's one right there. (laughs) I've been saying I need another window. I love it. (laughs) It's a little midget-sized window there. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's Kelly O'Leary, productivity coach. You do not need to be a Keller Williams agent to reach out to him for advice. He can point you in the right direction for anything. If there's anything that I specifically can do, we are on the same boat as trying to change the world one agent at a time. There's so much value that we know that we can't use because we don't have licenses to sell in this specific state. Uh, uh, Yeah, I do. Oh. One of us can help. (laughs) One of us can't. Appreciate you guys. I'm not allowed to sell in this state. It's good. (laughs) Awesome. But thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Uh, been a pleasure. I'll I'll do this as many times as you want. Yeah, we're going to have you on again. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Journey On Up with the Ann Arbor Title Guy. If you like our show and want to know more, check out annarborttitleguy.com or leave us a review on iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at... Ann Arbor Title Guy. Thank you so much.